Men, if you answer yes to any of these questions, you could be suffering from low testosterone. Do you have low sex drive? ED, always tired, depressed, loss of muscle mass, obese, loss of focus and drive? You, my friends, need to get your numbers checked. Check out Men's Health of Mississippi, located in Madison, Mississippi, and online at menshealthms.com. Guys, get your numbers checked today. Trust me, she'll thank you for it. I promise. Menshealthms.com. Men's Health of Mississippi. All right, we are live. It's the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. The last live Clay Edwards show of the week. Your boy is taking a couple of days to himself. I've uh, been slaving to the grind, quote a little Skid Row song for the last few months. So it is what it is. In about T-minus 12 hours, I'm going to hear, Do you know where you are? You're in the jungle, baby. You're going to die. That's my best Axl Rose. That's the best I can do. Uh, we're going to go see Guns N' Roses tonight. I'm stoked. I don't care. I'm putting all the politics aside. I'm going to go enjoy three hours of Guns N' Roses. And what's really cool, Sean? we mm-hmm. got Sean in the studio. Sean York Cron here in the studio. The Use Your Illusion albums came out. Let me see. 91. I, I, 91. And the, yeah. two days ago was the anniversary. Was it? Okay. Yeah, so we're kind of seeing it somewhat on the anniversary. Yeah, it was 90, 91 because... Uh, Terminator 2 came out in 91. Correct. Great call. Great you know, call. That's what it was. Yeah. And, and uh, they, of course, came out on the same day. And so mm-hmm. the last time, the only time I ever saw, I didn't see, I didn't see Guns N' Roses when they opened up for Metallica and Jackson, because that was pre-Injustice for All Tour. Was that in the 80s? Like, or, or was it Metallica that opened up for Guns N' Roses? One or the other, mm-hmm. they they did a tour together early on, and one open for the other here. Wow, because that would have been, yeah, because And Justice for All, for All came out, I think, in 88. I was and that would have been a show. year after Appetite for Destruction. I don't know why I know this in chronological history. The but. cult opened the show in Jackson mm-hmm. on the and Justice for All tour. Yeah. So it, it would have had to have been the Master of Puppets, or was that Ride, or was it Ride the Lightning? Ride the Lightning was or like around 1983. So it was Master of Puppets. Mm-hmm. Then, it then was after, yeah. yeah. So I say all that to say this. Only time I've ever seen Guns N' Roses was 91 on the coast in the Coliseum. What's this, 32 years later? Yep. 32 years later, getting to see them, same venue again. And the odds of that are really rare because most of these smaller Coliseums outside of Mississippi have been torn down and replaced with nice new arenas but you know we, mm-hmm. we don't we don't do that here we just keep putting band-aids on bullet wounds yeah it was like one of them jackson yeah you got the yeah. one in jackson yeah the one in tupelo still mm-hmm. now they have refreshed the one in tupelo really nicely now, the one in tupelo is nice i have been up there the mm-hmm. Bancorp south center yeah uh and now in defense they, they've completely redone the jackson coliseum too it just mm-hmm. still looks exactly the same on the inside but right. it, it, it isn't good it's in good shape uh andy's done a great job down there i still like to see it tore down and built a new one but neither mm-hmm. here nor there uh, the Coast Coliseum, they've done great with it. They built that new convention center. They've redone it. But at the end of the day, it still is what it is, you know. Mm. Hey, anyway, I'm excited. Guns N' Roses, going to go check them out. I don't even know who's opening the show. I think Bad Honey or something like well, that. Who cares? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's Guns N' Roses. It's yeah. one of those. That's what I talked We talked about this before. Like, it's those iconic bands that you get to go see, and it's just anytime they're close, you should go do it. I did that with the Rolling Stones a couple years ago, and I even did that with um Jackson Brown and James Taylor. Like, I just was like, okay, I'm going to see it. And Elton John, I went and saw about five years ago. Not that I'm like the biggest, I mean, I like Elton John, but it's not, wasn't really the point. It's just the point of like, these are people you need to go see once in your life. Yeah, like, I, you know, the Rolling Stones, I want to go see them. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to see GNR when they got back together early on a few years back. They went to New Orleans 
finances didn't allow it mm-hmm. at the time. Uh, we're working in the car business and small dealership couldn't get away. Multiple things were at play there. Mainly, sure. I was broke. Yeah, that's it. That's usually what it is. <laughs> I mean, if you get money, you can find a way. Yeah, mainly I was broke. Let's see here. Uh, let me. Somebody wants a birthday shout out. Hey, Carrie, happy thirty sixth birthday. Never hesitate to ask for for a birthday shout out. I love doing birthday shout outs. You got kids; it's their birthday. They're in the car. Clay Edwards and Sean York Cron are never above wishing somebody a happy birthday, happy anniversary, happy whatever. We appreciate you listening. Um, let's jump into this real quick. Let's jump into this Brandon Presley stuff. I mean, you had a good conversation late last night. Yeah, and it was actually so, we stayed on the phone so late. I normally call and have a quick. Uh, conversation with the girlfriend before we go to bed, and I woke her up. To, <laughs> oh, she went to bed. Yeah, I woke her up to tell her good night because it was only like ten o'clock. That's how old we are. <laughs> like, yeah, the lake was like ten o'clock. <laughs> woke her up to tell her good night. Uh, so we were talking about Brandon Presley yesterday. I was I was out in my garage working out, <clears throat> you know, getting my swole on. By the way, before I tell you all this story, y'all should see, y'all should see the shirt I'm wearing right now. Sean always tries to outdo me with these fancy little shirts, and well, I love printed T-shirts and stuff, but. Mm-hmm. I, I won the I won the battle royal today. I, yeah. I really did. I have a it's like a golf shirt, a polo style, and it is it's this tacky old Miss powder blue, and it's got a bunch of little tiny pineapples all over it. And what makes it great is I got it from Reunion Country Club. <laughs> I just can't believe they're marketing their Swingers Club now. Like, I thought Chaney was the only one doing that with the hats and the yeah, T-shirts. They, but... they they've wrapped their arms around it and they sell <laughs> shirts in the pro shop, literally and figuratively. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know. they literally. They, they're selling pineapple, pineapple printed merchandise in their pro shop. This is, I may post a picture of it here in a minute on the, in the Clay Edwards Show Facebook group. So make sure you go join Maybe the Facebook group. Maybe it's a selling point for the neighborhood now. Just come here. You might get to join the Swingers Club. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Who knows? Who knows? I don't, well, neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. All right. Now, to, to the Brandon Presley stuff. Um, Brandon posted a picture of himself yesterday. I mean, now I can't find it now. So there is a smidgen of, uh, Maybe I didn't see what I thought I saw, so mm-hmm. I'll throw that out there. I'm pretty sure I saw what I thought I saw. Brandon posted a picture of him and uh, Miss Mavis Presley in a private jet and said, on our way to visit all of Mississippi, something to that extent. I, I saw it while I was working out between the 6 and 7 o'clock hour, and by the time I got through working out, I, it, it got to grind in my gears a little bit. Here it is, another rich white Democrat. Now, I mean, I don't know that Brandon's actually rich. He's just being well-funded for this campaign. There is a difference. Uh, <clears throat> I was like, that, that's about right. Another rich white Democrat flying around on a private jet. Because I'm going I'm to take care of you po folks. Nothing says taking care of po folks like flying your white butt around in a private jet instead of a barnstorming around Mississippi. And, of course, he comes to Jackson and goes to the most overrated, yeah, I said it, the most overrated restaurant in Jackson, Stamps. Now, I don't anticipate Stamps ever being a sponsor on the show, you know. But you just killed that. that <laughs> yeah, well, look, we we have a history, and I I would I would have probably said no anyway. Okay, I got you. So, sure. uh, just being honest, and uh, I'm just going to tell you, it's the most overrated burger. I always see people post, "Oh, Stamps." No, it ain't, bro. Mugshots has got a better better burger than Stamps. I said it. Like last night we were talking about, and the last time I've been there is when it was right next to Jokers. I don't know if anybody listening remembers old Jokers on McWillie. Right, everybody there. remembers Jokers. <laughs> it was the North Jackson Pops. What Man, I, yeah, I love that place. Like that was like the early two thousands, and we, you know, that's you could stay there, and that's uh, I don't know how many times I walked out there, and the sun was coming up. So yeah, it was a fun time. What do you think, man? What do you think about rich white liberals flying around in private jets fighting for the poor people? I mean, 
what am I going to say? I'm totally for it. Now, I mean, it's so funny. We were talking about this last like where Bill Maher talks about this all the time. And it's just like his pet peeve where he's like, okay, everybody's going to talk about climate change. And then, you know, freaking Alec Baldwin's going to get on a private jet, which is so detrimental to the environment. And I mean, so it's ridiculous. I mean, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to push that kind of agenda and then you're getting on a private jet, uh, it, it's hard to take you seriously. It's just like again, we were talking about like, like Lauren Boebert talking about morality. You know, I mean, like it's all it's, it's all it's all hypocrisy on either way you look at it. Sure. Like Presley doing that, Lauren Boebert, all those things. I mean, I think it's when people hate the politics so much. It's not so much somebody's position, but it's like when you have this position and then you do something the opposite of it. Like that's what makes everybody mad. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, I mean that's you know, and that's what just Bob. That's what makes everybody that during COVID, what the whole. Uh, what was the Chinese laundry thing that y'all get mad about? I mean, it's fair. It's like, what do you, you know, you're not going by your own restrictions. So you mean French laundry, French thing? laundry. Thank you. We're talking about Gavin Newsom, by the yeah. way, for folks that don't know, for the normies out there listening that aren't as knee deep into the wheeze as we are. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, the Brandon Presley stuff. We've, we, you and I have had a conversation before and you suggested that Brandon could not run for president under his current, um, What's, what was his it? platform here? Oh, in that's this, the word I was looking for. Yeah. Platform. Thank you. Sure. I was going to say agenda under his current platform. He cannot run for president. And and I do agree with that. Mm-hmm. But I, on the flip side of that, I don't believe I believe if he was running under that, if he was running for president, this would not be his platform. You mean, he'd be, I believe he has that platform in him, mm-hmm. you know, and I believe that if he wins, if he was to win governor of Mississippi, that would instantly become his platform, the national Democrat platform. And it's, that's why I'm going to publicly say it here. I said it on my Facebook last night. Begrudgingly, I will be putting my support behind Tate Reeves. You're going to get the tater tot shirt? I may get the tater tot shirt. If they got if, if Reunion sells a shirt with a bunch of little taters tots on it, like they do these pineapples, I'll buy one. <laughs> the Tate Swingers Club. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't even want to vision. Yeah. Get, out, get out of my head. Get out of my head. Uh, um, but I, I'm going to be I'm going to be supporting tater tot. Um, and it's because, not because of tater tot. Well, yeah, I, I am. I have to remove what he did from, in, during COVID. I've got to, I got to remove that. And I have to look at what Democrat governors are doing nationally, whether it's immigration, gun control, excessive abortion rights. I think we can say that. I, I, I and we're going to get to this Trump stuff too about abortion and the six week ban. And yeah, Donnie's all pro choice now. You know, and I, look, <laughs> I've been telling you whether I agree with it or not. If we if we plan on winning back the White House, we, our, our, the position is going to have to change. They're going to have to tweak a little on abortion. I am zero tolerance, but I understand that I'm an extremist, so I, I'll just put that out there. <clears throat> but anyway, I had to look at all that. I had to look at how he handled the Jackson Water Crisis. Did a great job with that. I mean, that's what we were talking about last night. You know, there's Tate Reeves has got this. I'm going to just say it like an unlikable personality. I mean, that's the best way to put it. Like he's not the most gregarious guy where you're just like, I'm going to go hang out with this dude. He's I do cool. not want to drink a beer with Tate Reeves. Yeah. You just don't want to hang out. He just looks like he's, yeah, he's just not that kind of guy. But in terms of effectiveness, I mean, I can't really hate on Tate Ryan, because he's done a pretty good job in terms of water crisis. The floods initially right before COVID started in Jackson, did a good job with that. We got hit with a uh, hurricane right after he became, didn't, am I correct on that? So, yeah, it was something like that. I can't it, remember. It was a natural disaster. I mean, there had, was a flood in Jackson right year. after he, and then there was that prison crisis. He handled that well. And then he's, um, you know, like I said, then he, the Capitol police. And I know I keep jumping on this. You keep jumping on it, but it's kind of saved that area of Jackson. So I can't really, 
you know, I get really like, upset with him and his job performance. Yeah, I, I just you know, it's hard to be. And you've brought up a great point multiple times. You know, in our private conversations, you want to know where Brandon Presley stands on the Capitol Police thing, big and, time. And, yeah, and I, I'd like to know that. And I think he's already answered the question because he says that he would he would replace Sean Tindall as DPS because he wants a law enforcement officer in there. Man, I I can't think of a guy in the state of Mississippi that's a that's a head of a department mm-hmm. that's doing a better job than Sean Tindall. Yeah, and also a guy that I think is like. How do I put this? I mean, he's well liked on both sides of the aisle. Very, very, yeah. He's he's just a well liked guy from you know people like that I know that are Democrats that work for him and they're worked around him or worked for him in the past when he's the Court of Appeals. Like people like him. Like he's done. Like he, they say everybody he treats everybody fair, and you know he's just a gen all around good guy and doing a good job. So yeah, I don't know why. I mean, and and that's and, and that's what you're going to get here on the Clay Edwards Show. You know, we're allowed to be biased. Yeah. You know, well, we don't get any taxpayer funding. The state of Mississippi don't send us any money. None of that. You're going to get the truth, you know. And uh, the truth is, I just have to weigh it all out. And, you know, I mean, just like and, I tell you, and, and I just I, I can't I, again, I just keep saying it. I'll vote Democrat when I'm dead. <laughs> you know, I mean, of course, we're you know, I lean towards Presley is the Medicaid expansion thing, which I don't understand why Tate. We've talked about this many times. It's not on board with this yet. And I think Jason White, who's about to be the Speaker of the House, has said that they're going to take it up to session, that this is something that's probably going to happen in some form or the other. And uh, I don't know. I think Tate you know, needs to just finally get there on that. But that's the, that's the kind of the reason where I'm like you know, leaning towards Presley. But then when you put all these other things, I'm kind of like, okay, well, I also want to vote for Tate, too. I hate saying that out loud. But there's yeah. part of me that is like he's done a good job, especially – you know, in for Jackson where I live, like I feel like he's done a good job there. He's with the water and the police. I just what more could I really ask for in terms of that? Yeah, when so, you get down, when you get on street level issues, mm-hmm, that, yeah, that truly do affect your day to day life. I think Tate's done a great job. Frankly, as a as a right wing guy, it's hard to get to the right of Tate right now. Mm-hmm, yeah, I mean, it re- it really is hard to get to the right of Tate on a lot of the issues that are truly important to me nationally. He's he's key on those issues, and look, he's done he's done great things for the rest of the state, North Mississippi. The fastest growing areas in the in, in the country, the coast booming, booming down on the coast. Now Central Mississippi, yeah, yeah, <laughs> not so much. But I mean, Rankin and Madison are doing their thing. But I would like to see more industry come this way. But we just got Amazon. I mean, there are things happening. Yeah, you know, it just ain't happening in Jackson. You know, but that ain't that ain't Tate's fault. All right, let's take a break. Come back. We're gonna get into. I want to. I want to rehash this Lauren Bobert stuff and compare it to. Some other things going on out there, and uh, compare the outrage. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yarkron. By the way, if y'all guys want to text in, Guns and Gear text line 769 241 1944. The phone line 601 879 0002. We'll be right back. Are you thinking about going out this weekend? Are you thinking about messing around? And finding out. Well, you, when you do mess around and find out, you may end up in jail, whether it be Hines County, Rankin County, Madison County, or any of the little towns in between. And if you do, hey, look, I have a long and glorious history of messing around and finding out. And I wish I'd had a bell bondsman like Liberty Bell Bonds. If you end up in jail this weekend, get out of jail by calling 601 601- 825-1077. That's Liberty Bell Bonds serving Jackson and all surrounding areas. So if you mess around and you find out, call Liberty Bell Bonds and they'll bond you out. 601-825-1077. 
All right, welcome back in to the most incendiary show on the airwaves here in central Mississippi. This is the Clay Edwards Show on 103.9 FM, WYAB. Uh, hey, real quick, since I'm not going to be here the next two days, I, I want to push this hard. Stonington Farms is going to be up here Friday making their deliveries. They, they, so if you want the grass-fed difference, 100% grass-fed, 100% grass-finished, Mississippi-raised beef that's antibiotic-free, steroid-free, and MRNA-free, Get online now, stoningtonfarm.com. That's with two N's, stoningtonfarm.com. It's not plural. Like Kim Wade adds the S in the Kroger. It's not Kroger's. It's Stonington Farm, not Stonington Farms. And it's stoningtonfarm.com. <laughs> low blow, low blow. I love Kroger's. Low blow. That's what I, oh, man. I you didn't him, you need I, to tell me that. I, I can't I, wait to see I heard him on the radio the other day. He said it like four or five times. <laughs> I was like driving off the road. And I was like, ah, it's Kroger. Kroger's. Anyway, Stonington Farm, the grass-fed difference. Get on there. Uh, whether you're just ordering one pound of hamburger meat or one steak uh, or a whole cow, they can get you taken care of. Call Katie today. The phone number's on the website. Go to View Our Cuts. Look at the prices, see what you want, call the number, and boom, you'll have an order up here Friday. They take cash, cards, whatever. They'll be delivering to Florence, Brandon, and Ridgeland. All right, let's take a call. Well, they hung up. Caller with the private number, call back. I want to see what you got to say. Um, Sean, I want to stay on this um, Brandon Preston thing for just a minute. Okay. We got, some, we got a good text here. Uh, Chris says, I agree wholeheartedly. All politicians renege on their... Promises after they're elected. As soon as a Democrat is elected, they have to support the Democrat agenda or they'll eventually be canceled. Presley doesn't seem like a bad guy, but I can't take that chance. I was pulling for Dr. Witcher, but I'll be voting for Tater too, unfortunately. Uh, you and I also talked about something. I got a video queued up here, mm-hmm. but I, well, let's play the video first. Then I want to get to, I want to get to his, I want to get to the Mabus connection Okay, with this. But let's play, this is on WLBT. Mm-hmm. This is Brandon Presley pandering for black votes. Now, they say reaching for black votes. I say pandering, whatever. Here we go. On the countdown till general election day, we're down to less than 50 days. And Democratic nominee for governor Brandon Presley is making it clear he knows he needs the black vote. Jackson State is the backdrop for Brandon Presley's latest campaign stop. We're making a historic investment in reaching and engaging with black voters in Mississippi more than any other gubernatorial campaign in the history of our state. Voters. Uh, previous Democrat campaigns ain't done that. <laughs> we spoke with say they're glad candidates are taking time to hear their perspective. And I think him coming here will show that he he's about it. Like he this is something that he wants. So hopefully he don't talk the talk and he actually can walk the walk. As a young black voter in Mississippi, I care about health care. I care about reproductive rights. I care about social justice issues. I care about making sure that our voices are heard no matter what. And did she just read it from a script? Mm-mm. I couldn't hear exactly what she was saying. She said, I care about reproductive rights. I care about social justice issues. Oh, okay. Health. I mean, she just ran the Democrat agenda straight down. <laughs> I mean, didn't even stutter. Like a pamphlet was handed yes, out. Yes, <laughs> yes. We make up uh, a huge chunk of the, the voting force and the power. So I think it's important to connect with the youth, get them out to vote. Presley's being direct in his intention to motivate black voters to turn out in this election. Morally right thing to do. We're a state that's almost 40% black. 
And to run for governor and ignore 40% of our population not only is immoral in my standpoint, uh, but I think it is, puts us economically behind in Mississippi to think that somehow we're going to succeed without the black community succeeding. Also, I want to be a governor for everybody in Mississippi. Dr. DeAndre Ori says it's important that he focuses on issues that affect the black community, like Medicaid expansion and hospital closures. While he says white crossover votes are needed for a Democratic victory. Oh, I think sometimes candidates take for granted that, you know, blacks will turn out to vote. But if you're not hitting those issues that, you know, affect the black community, then it's almost impossible for you to win an election in Mississippi. Now, I want to I want to hit on that. Mm-hmm. I not listen to this. I, I, I wait. Sometimes I like to do things at a lot of time. I, I want to hit on what he just said. If you're not hitting those issues, you know, blacks ain't going to get out and vote for you. Well, what are those issues? This, this social justice nonsense and, and free stuff? I mean, that, that's all I hear with that. Uh, I, 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 I want to abort babies and I want some, uh, I want some social justice. What, what, define how pol- politicians control social justice. <laughs> I have no idea, but as to the bar, let me let me address the abortion issue. We've discussed this many times before. I don't think black voters are necessarily pro-choice. You know, I, I mean, for, for the most part, I think they're more conservative when it comes to that. I mean, some of them are like so. I don't know if that issue necessarily now, hits I, with them as much as disa- it does other parts of the country. I don't disagree with you if we're talking about a different generation. Mm-hmm. I disagree with you considering that I, what was the numbers over seventy percent of abortions were black females aborting I, babies, something like that. Okay, it, yeah. So obviously. They're down with the abortions. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, or, I don't know, there's a lot of people that got abortion that publicly say they're against it. Though. So sure. we know that, too. I mean, sure. So it's hard to, but yeah, I, I think that's some, something like those numbers are right. I mean, I, I don't even know what the nationally, but it, it's what, like 60% that's pro choice, something like that. I mean, the numbers switch all the time, but it's yeah. around that figure. And pro choice, by the way, does not necessarily just mean, uh, I want to make sure I say this right. I think the word pro-choice is, gets thrown in there anytime. If I say, okay, so if I say I, I agree with up to six weeks mm-hmm. or eight weeks or whatever, then but somebody says they agree up to point of birth. Yeah, right. That all gets lumped in together. Sure. I mean, I, I think they um, there's different numbers based on you know limits, of course. Well, like, well, do you well, believe? Well, How's it originally put? Safe, rare, safe, legal, and rare. Yeah, safe, safe legal, and rare. You know, mm-hmm. that was the nineties. That was the nineties way of marketing it was it was legal in there is that what you, or, right it was uh is it safe legal I, I, God, now I, see i knew it last week and i said yeah. it now i forgot i said no um anyway. safe legal rare i think that's what it is but anyway so uh, this, this this is just pandering to the black vote stuff and <clears throat> and this is just me talking here that's what it is safe legal rare okay i had safe, to google it real quick well, but that was what, what would yeah. safe illegal and rare be I don't know. Find out, you know, illegal clinic somewhere in Mexico. Isn't that what they used to do, I think, beforehand? Before you know, Rome? so Mexico is getting into the abortion tourism business. Are they? Well, yep. I'm sure. I mean, they, they've legalized it across the whole country to take advantage, which, say what you will, Mexico's never going to miss an opportunity to uh, to profit off of America's restrictions. <laughs> That's true. Whether, mean, it's, whether it's medical advancement, uh, steroids, drugs, whatever. Yep. You know, somebody blamed America's drug war on Mexico's cartel, or the fact that Mexico's cartels exist because of America's drug war. Well, shouldn't Mexico have a drug war then? Yeah. I mean, I'm not for the drug war. This is, I know what you're saying, way. but they're they're sending it all here. They're not really. I mean, they yeah. are they are killing each other there over you know rival yeah. factions, of course. But 
Yeah, they're sending it all over here. I mean, if, if they really wanted to end that, they could. I'm sure, but I mean, who's going to, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's very, very profitable. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> so I don't I think like, they're going to quit. I just feel like if they really wanted to end the, drug, the, the cartels, they got a military. Yeah. Use it. I mean, right. And I think, you know, but now at this point, I mean, well, it's like institutionalized corruption there also. I mean, yeah. everybody's kind of on the take. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, that, the, the the cartels run that. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, everybody's getting paid. Yeah. So. I mean, it, it is just. And if you don't take the money, then you don't you live. Yeah. So that's yeah. what happens. It does. All right. The press, back to Presley and the black vote. Mm-hmm. If I've got any black listeners out there this morning, we'd love to hear from you. 601-879-0002. Does this pandering work? The, Cause I mean, look, we Tate ain't got to go to JSU because there ain't no he ain't got to there ain't no Tate voters at JSU. But he panders in the same way, though. I mean, he, he does you know, he, the fish fries and the yeah, and then he the, gets out there and talks about these. You know, we're going to stop these transgender folks, and he runs commercials. That's pandering. I mean, that's pandering as well to his base. I mean, I think all politicians do it to some extent. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna pander to their base and try to get them to come out to vote. Let's see, we got the phone ringing. We got Derek coming in. I want to see what Derek's got to say. Derek's black voter. Hey, brother. Hey, I guess I'll be your token for this morning. Uh, <clears throat> what do you think about all this? Uh, listen, man. And, and, and I want to I want to I clear one thing up, too. This is pandering to the black Democrat vote. Okay, yeah. You, you know, yeah, you know what it, I mean? Get it, get, yeah, get it right, Clark. Yeah. <laughs> this ain't turning Kim no. Wade out. You know, yeah. you know. hey, turning Derek out either. Or Derek, yeah. Yeah, hey, listen, man. It's never worked. And um, – you have far less instances where the Republicans do it more so than the way Democrats do it. And the reason why I say that is because if you take the average black person who leans liberal and Democrat, they have no idea about the, the history of the Republican Party as it comes to Reconstruction and during slavery and where the actual conservative movement came from, which it came during the Reconstruction era. So let's get that straight. Secondly, this big switch thing that they always say happened never happened. It was only a change up in strategy by some people, former Dixiecrats, who was trying to get people on their side. That's what the real change was. Okay, but you remember the party, both Democrat by and large, were huge supporters of slavery. When you think about slavery, slavery was a liberal institution because they felt like they took it from a better situation. Did you know that? Did, did you know that, guys? Slavery was a what? Because they, it was a liberal institution because they felt like they took them from a better situation. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a liberal idea. Yeah, you're not, yeah, you're, you're, you're doing this, but you're not over there in the jungle getting malaria and blah, blah, blah. Well, first of all. Well, I don't know if that's what, what they thought at the, specifically at the time they were doing that. Oh, I, I think now it. I know that's an argument that people hear people say now, but I don't know at the time. I mean, it was economical. It was economics at the time. Like, yeah. we're making money off this. I've got a video, which may be the most bat crap crazy minute and 39 seconds oh, I've ever heard in my life, <laughs> that's right on point there. And I'm going to play it coming up next from Lewis C.K. But, uh, Derek, what do you, in closing, because i got to take my break here, do you think Presley has a chance if the black vote gets out and he can flip enough of the white vote? I, I don't know. Because Tate has PO'd so many people, I don't know. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you, I, Tate's going to carry North Mississippi and South Mississippi. Yeah, he, yeah, that he is. Now, that he's going to do. I don't know. I can't. This is one I really can't call. And those are huge, you huge know. population the, areas. The now. coast brought it home for him last time. And I mean, that was yeah. where he really and I believe strong. To, yeah, he's very strong on the coast. I mean, he is focused down there with the shipyards and all the mm-hmm. industry down there. Yeah. I, you know, it's going to be interesting. But I, I got to address the elephant in the room. Sure. I, I got I to say it, Clay, and y'all please forgive me. 
Now, if it was Elvis, his brother, then yeah, because Elvis grew up in the black church and he never made any beans about it. When that whole thing came out about he allegedly said that he don't have none for an end, that was not true. That never happened. That 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 guy that was managing him said that, not him, because he grew up in the black church and always cited black references in his music and his dance. And he never he never minced words with that. So now, if it was his brother running, his cousin, I'm sorry, cousin, right? Right, cousin, yeah. Excuse me, cousin running, then yeah, he would carry it because he understands the community and the culture. And I don't think it would be more of a pandering thing. I think it would be genuine. Wait, wait, that, that's my that's my response to that. Hold on, I need I need to, I need to unpack that a little bit before we take the break. Now, that Brandon Presley is Elvis's cousin. Yeah, that's what's. Yeah. You, you yeah, know I that. said brother, I meant cousin, right? Yeah. But you said if it was his cousin, he would win. It is his yeah, cousin. Yeah, if it was Elvis, he would, yeah. Oh, oh, if it was if, Elvis. If it was Elvis. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Elvis yeah. would win president, yeah. probably. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, I think if, you know, yeah. I agree right. there. Appreciate it, Derek. Great call, man. Uh-huh. All right, let's take a break real quick. Come back. I got the wildest minute and 39 seconds you've ever heard in your life. It was on the Joe Rogan Show. It's Louis C.K., there's no cuss words in it, finally. We can play a Joe Rogan clip. S- sit down, buckle up, and get ready to be as mad as you've ever been. We'll be right back. Hey, guys. Clay Edwards here. I want to tell you real quick about RC Lawn Care. My buddy Richard Coley is going to be the guy you need to contact for all of your lawn maintenance needs. You can reach him at 601 502 3529. They offer roof to curb service, blowing off the roof, gutter cleaning, basic lawn care, including mow, trim, edge, and blow, full lawn cleanup, trash removal, garden supplies delivered, pine straw installs, driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601 502 3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care proud sponsor of the clay edwards show podcast breaking rules when necessary that's what we do around here y'all we're habitual line steppers rule breakers and antagonists this is the clay edwards show with sean york Cron. this segment gonna be brought to you by my good friends and yours over at acme pizza and daiquiris get out there over the next few days look man i get tagged and i'm not exaggerating i get tagged at least three or four times a week in people's posts that have been there for the first time. They tag me. They tag them. They talk about how great the pizza was. They talk about they listen to the Clay Edwards show, all that good stuff. So first off, I want to say thank you to y'all for supporting these great sponsors. We There would be no Clay Edwards show. There would be no WYAB without you guys supporting these great sponsors, or especially without these sponsors. So we do appreciate that it, from the bottom of our hearts. No, I definitely appreciate that. So get out there. They got nine different frozen daiquiris on tap. And... You can get them to go or delivered. They got just the right alcohol mix that they're available to go. Whew, that can be dangerous. Anyway, <laughs> don't drink and drive. Uh, take nine, an Uber. 12 different specialty pieces. Yeah, take an Uber. We got all kind of Uber tails, don't you, Sean? Yep. <laughs> uh, 12, different, 12 different specialty pizzas, including my favorite, the Pig, Pig, Pig. If you're new here at the Pig, 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 they smoke the pork on site there. They don't get it frozen. They don't get it from somewhere else. They don't get it boiling bag. Yeah, all that exists. And it's all right. It really is. But it ain't fresh smoked on site Mississippi barbecue. And they pile all this on a on a pizza and boom, you got the pig, pig, pig. Great crust too. Obviously, you can do all that if the crust ain't no good. The pizza ain't no good. The crust is great. 
Give them a try today. They're in Fan and Mart on the res, right in front of the bowling alley. They're open every day from 4 p.m. to midnight. And a little Tweety Bird whispered in my ear the other day, and by Tweety Bird, I mean Chip Matthews, told me they are getting ready to start opening for lunch and doing a blue plate for lunch. So stay tuned for that if you're out on the reservoir area and you want a good blue plate for lunch. Acme Pizza is working that direction. All right, Sean. <clears throat> Man, we got so much here. Oh, I, I know I just promised to play this Lewis C.K. video. I'm gonna get, we'll get to it here in just a second. Right. I want to bring something up. So I know where this is going. <laughs> yeah. So Presley, Brandon Presley recently got – I don't think this is off limits. I don't either. We discussed this. I don't think it is either. You know, I'm with you on it. Actually, I, I, I'm with I don't think – because if you're using her in the campaign yeah. to, to get vote, to pander to vote, pander votes, mm-hmm. and you're using the name, she's got a hyphenated last name for a reason. Yeah. Um, he's he, he's married uh, a Mabus. I don't know if it's Ray's daughter, niece, cousin, cousin. Yeah. It's so cousin. They're, they're they're using the the the, the, the Mabus connection as a f- former Democrat governor of the state. And, and you know, I'm sorry, I find it awfully awfully convenient that the guy running for Democrat governor just so happens to be married to and just recently got married in the last few months on on August eighth around there. I yeah, think it was around recently just got just married like to a Mabus. And they're using her in all the campaign stuff. Because, you know, you can't run for governor of Mississippi as a single guy. I just I think it's one of the few positions, that and lieutenant governor. I think people, traditional family values people, they're going to want to see you married. And, uh, I, you know, I don't know, man. It just... We were talking about people, um, statewide makes, elected officials that were married or unmarried. Like, Lynn Finch is not married, right? Is that correct? I do not believe so, but, you know, I can't confirm that. Um. And, uh, but I, mean, I guess everybody else that's a statewide elected official in Delbert's married, uh, Michael Watson's married, so yeah, uh, for the most yeah. part, Michael Watson is. Michael Watson's married to my sister's childhood best friend, or one of her childhood best friends. We ran into him at Neshoba. Good oh. seeing them. Uh, Laura Emswaller. Uh, oh. Her father was my pastor for a while. Really? Mm-hmm. Good people. Good people. Well, I mean, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's um, so I think you're right, though. I mean, you probably, it's kind of one of the, we're still one of those states where, you know, it's, you've got to be married. Unfortunately, I don't think that should be a requirement, but it just seems like it is. You know, yeah, I agree. And we talked about that last night about what, uh, how, you know, ridiculous this, how, like, putting your family in photos and, like, is that really making you a better governor or a better, you know, attorney general or better? I mean, but the people use that to pander. I've been saying it for a while now, and I'm tired of seeing politicians and pictures with their families. I don't care where you go to church. I don't care how pretty your wife is, how many kids you got. We've all got attractive girlfriends, wives, and kids. Everybody thinks theirs is the best looking in the world, as they should. Um, I, I just don't. That's not a selling point to me. I want to know what you're gonna do. I'm tired. I'm tired of. I'm tired of semantics. I'm tired of visuals. I want to know what you're gonna do when you get there. And anyway, that, that's a whole other conversation. That's a Republican and Democrat mm-hmm. thing. There, I'm just saying, I, I don't care. So. Anyway, the the Mabus thing. I just want some I, I single drunk dude just, to run for governor and yeah. just be like, you know, I'm out here. Like, just see that guy run. What that be like? Yeah, and like, I don't want to say. I mean, look, maybe they're maybe they're in love. Maybe so. I mean, maybe so. I mean, look, but it, it seems awfully convenient that a bit, a, yeah, a bit, that you announce you're running for governor and now you suddenly go, f- you get engaged to and married to a former governor's family member. Now, look, people in politics run in circles. I yeah. get that. That's your social circle. Sure, and sure. That may very well just, they run into each other, they fall in love. But, man, it seems questionable. I wonder, um, 
I mean, I guess you know, and we could be you know, completely wrong. I mean, they could be dating for five years for all we know, and yeah. maybe that they just decided that was the time. Who knows? I just, I just see that they were tagging her in post yesterday, and he mm. was using a hyphenated last name. Yeah, why, why not just use your last name? Mm-hmm. You know, feel like you're trying to take advantage of that Mavis connection. I mean, he was governor, I think, ambassador to Soviet. Oh, no, he was he, a, Saudi Arabia, excuse me, and uh, and then the he Navy was, secretary of the Navy, secretary of the Navy, yeah, longest longest uh, secretary of Navy uh, in history. Let's take a call. Hey, you're on there. Hey, uh, I just wanted to say, like, I'm a, I'm a voter, and I wouldn't necessarily claim to be, like, a full-fledged recipient, but I was born in Vicksburg, but I've been all over the United States, and honestly, for this sad state, all I can say is, like, you know, shoot, everybody want to talk about whatever. Until they get the water fixed and the infrastructure set to where this can actually be a livable state, not a third-world country, I don't care who wins. So pandering to anybody, like, all the politicians suck my left peanut, but at the same time, like, shoot, they got a job to do, and if they want to keep on being corrupt, pocketing the money, whether you're Republican or Democrat, and you still have a state that's 30 years behind on everything, like, all I can say is it's just, like, pathetic to see, like, no politician can get it together either side, and it's sad that, like, everybody here is still pointing fingers about, like, you know, just either racial history because of like how dark this state really is or just from like current day just bickering to small time or small problem issues that get in the way of everybody but like at the end of the day whether you like the person or not whether you're democratic or republican or not like bad water is bad water it'll spread across the whole state and uh shoot the highways are terrible the roads are terrible the lighting is the power in it. Like everything about this state is terrible, which is why everybody like that's young leaves this state and goes to either New Orleans or Memphis or Atlanta. Well, man, whatever. They are, they are not upgrading if they went to any of those three places. And I agree with you. you know, like the only place that's better than all of that is like uh, Texas. But at the same time, a city with the infrastructure that can work. You know, you have like water you can drink. It's actually a step up anywhere. So like, I mean, it's a trade. It's definitely a trade. But being stuck in a state that is 30 years behind on literally everything, last place for everything from education to health to not, they don't even have a professional team. So, like, how do you take this state seriously? And how do you joke around about all the problems going on? Because, like, I mean, looking at the matter, like, I mean, we are living in the worst spot in America. And, like, everybody wants to laugh about it. And, like, I'm just curious, when do you think someone's going to take this job seriously take this state seriously and just like actually try and do a job that can produce benefits for people instead of just oh yeah i'm you know you can you can you know kick it with me because i'm i'm the big shot you know i'm i'm the king of the uh you know the the autocracy or whatever you want to call it you know what i'm saying so like i'm just curious when somebody gonna take this state serious because i'm sick of all these clowns honestly hey brother i appreciate it man enjoy the rest of your wednesday Great call. Um, Here's the thing. (laughs) Let's quote. Mm -hmm. Let's quote our our caller, John. Here's the thing. All of Mississippi ain't bad. There are some really great spots here, but unfortunately, if you live in Central Mississippi, and particularly you had you're in and out of Jackson, in and out of these highways around Jackson, these interstates around Jackson, man, the rest of the state ain't this bad. No, it's not. I mean, it's, I mean there's so go, places, I'm yeah. telling you, get up to North Mississippi. Get down towards the coast. My parents moved to Diamond Head a year ago, I and mean, it's beautiful down there. Yeah, I mean, the I mean, infant, you know, Madison. 
you know, it, the infrastructure is not bad out there. The problem is it hasn't caught up to the traffic. Mm-hmm. But the infrastructure is fine out there. Mississippi I, ain't a bad place. Like we we get this rip, but it ain't a, it ain't bad like people think it is. We got to take a break real quick. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, so everybody hold their thoughts. We got more on this. I, I promise we're gonna, we'll start the second hour with the Louis C.K. stuff. It is mind-boggling, but it's going to take us into, a, into an immigration conversation. And uh, I think we're hot on this Brandon Presley thing right now. So we're going to stick to that f- till the top of the hour. We'll be right back. The Clay Edwards Show. We just got a call off air uh, that did clarify that the last single governor we were, we're aware of was possibly Bill Elaine. Mm. And everybody knows the Bill Elaine rumors. Which I've heard. I've heard them too. I mean, I don't know. And I, I've heard the other side to, to how that, that may not be true. Yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, but definitely. it may be. I've had, I knew some people back then that worked on it. You know, were older guys that I'd met that you know worked on his campaign or stuff and told me that it wasn't true. So I don't know. That's what. Yeah, I, I heard a really interesting story about that a while back, but I don't remember it mm-hmm. to tell it because it was really about how it could have been a setup. That's what that's that's the same story I heard that they told me, and this was like when I heard this story like twenty yeah, years ago, like he, and I can't had, remember exactly he had, what he had. He had upset the wrong law enforcement, yeah, people, and that's they, the they one set I'm him hearing. up and started the rumor about him picking up little boys in downtown Jackson. That's and exactly all that. the one. Yeah, yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, Sean, we got one minute left. I want you to take us home for the first hour. You had a thought on Brandon Presley. Well, I said, you know, Brandon Presley must be committed to this governor's race if he's willing to actually get married to win if that's true i'm not saying it's true but it is true because if he wanted to subject himself to that much pain to win maybe he's the governor we need let's see you here know? now you just sent me a text and we got, we got about 30 seconds left here i'm gonna hit it real quick there was an article you found from uh that says uh is brandon presley's wife the mid-campaign game changer yeah. with an elvis connection and, and i have to i don't know if she's a game changer but they're definitely going to use it to their advantage well they said they took the they had the wedding in front of Elvis's birthplace, and they used it. And they immediately started promoting it on social media. It was strategic as well. Oh, as, this is a planned wedding. I'm on know, record. I'm, on, yeah, I'm, I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm just all, reading this, this right here. This is a 100% planned wedding. It, after he loses, I want to see how long it takes for them to separate. What's their age difference, too? We'll check during the break. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. This is the Clay Edwards Show, live on 103.9 FM, WYAB. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Men's Health of Mississippi. Guys, get over there. Get your levels checked. Check your, tes- check your testosterone. And if it's low, get on some testosterone replacement therapy. It will be a game changer. Trust me. She'll thank you for it, too. That's right. I said it. Um, look, I've been doing this since January. Or so, so you will not be disappointed. Get over there, see, see uh, Scott McCullough and the team, and get your numbers checked. They also do tattoo removals. So hey, you were in a bad relationship. You had a bad idea. You got somebody's name tattooed on you. You want to get that name taken off of you? Go see our buddy Bo over there. He's doing tattoo removals, and uh, I've been following it on Facebook, doing some pretty good work. Luckily, I love all my tattoos and don't want any of them removed. Maybe the Jackson, Mississippi one. You've got one that says Jackson, Mississippi? Yeah, so I took the Las Vegas sign, and I uh-huh. turned it, and it says, Welcome to Fabulous Jackson, Mississippi. Oh, that is kind of... Uh, hey, when did you do that before the Save Jackson page? or that? Oh. Yeah, yeah, I've had that for 15 years. Ah. Uh, give or take. It, it was actually on uh, It was actually <laughs> on the cover of the Jackson Free Press one time. I just don't think they knew who it was. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I want to say it was. You know, I'm almost positive it was. I think it even got used as a award for... Uh, they did the Free Press Awards one year. 
and it was my tattoo. Was it really? It is. Yep. I, I, yeah. I didn't win that year. <laughs> I, you know, I finally won a, a free press award, and <laughs> and they quit giving that category out the next year. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, well, "That can't happen again. No way. No way. No way." <laughs> One best podcast, and that was it. <laughs> like, man, when the, when your when, when your haters vote for you, you know, you know, you're making a difference. Anyway, look, get out there, guys. The testosterone. Are you are you feeling weak? Uh, no sexual drive, ED issues, lack of muscle, obese, tired, lack of motivation. You could be low in testosterone. It can help fix all that stuff. Uh, your your body rewards you with your testosterone levels are correct. Your body rewards you when completing activities with dopamine hits. And testosterone helps exasperate that in a good way. So get out there and check it out. There's a million different reasons why you need to do it. And hey, just know, get your levels checked. If you're 35 or older, give or take, uh, you may have low testosterone and not even know it. So get out there, check it out. It's been a game changer for me. I personally co-signed on this. These are my personal physicians, and I couldn't be happier. All right. Hey, you know, I know we've been on this Presley thing, but I, over the break, I found this article in The Spectator. I just sent it to you, and it's got some really interesting information about this. And I don't know, again, I don't know the validity of this website or this, this news. I, mean, I think I've heard of it before, The Spectator. And uh, here it, it it says that Presley was going to get married on June the 3rd. That was when initially, it didn't happen until August the 3rd, uh, August 7th, excuse me. They'd postponed it to August 7th. They were supposed to do it June the 3rd, and I guess, you know, campaign stuff, whatever, maybe they had to postpone it. But then in here it says in the article that she had, the reports were that she had moved out of the house. So I guess maybe it wasn't going to happen because they weren't going to go through with it. And then um, it says, it's got some here where he did this in 2015, he got engaged during the campaign, but then called that one off as well. Yeah, I was familiar with that. I, my, I had been told, and I didn't do any research on it, but I've been told that every time he gets ready to run, he gets engaged, and then it doesn't does not follow through. So I guess if you're going to run for governor, you got to follow through. Well, here's what you'll love this glaze is. However, now that he's facing an uphill battle against Reeves, it was apparently time for a new proposal. Presley's problems prompted some Mississippians to actually place bets on how long his engagement would last. The smart money bet. Uh, is that he would call off the nuptials. Huh. Interesting. So that's what, yeah. And they made it all about Elvis, too. I've got another article here. Let me pull this one back up. They uh, they had it there. Let's see here. It says, in a, in, a memor- in a memorable moment that was both intimate and strategic, Brandon Presley exchanged vows with Caitlin Mavis. The mid-campaign wedding set against the backdrop of the Elvis Presley Birthplace Museum was attended by around 100 individuals, including close family, friends, and notable political personalities. Adding a touch of nostalgia, the couple's first dance was set to Elvis Presley's classic, Can't Help But Falling in Love. And then, of course, they, they put it all over social media like people do. I mean, I don't want to sit here and Jailhouse Rock is more appropriate for marriage in my mind, but go ahead. You know. <laughs> Touche. Touche. It does have a before and after picture of Presley here before his lap band surgery or gastric bypass or whatever. He was a big old fellow, wasn't he? Yeah, apparently one time. He, I guess he had that was it lap band surgery or something. Yeah. Well, hey, look, I'm never going to, however you choose to lose weight, yeah, whatever makes you happy, brother. I, I that I'm not. I mean. I got friends that have done it, and it was it saved their lives. So I yeah. I've known some people, too. Same, um, same, same. Right. But I think this is, a, you know, I know we discussed this, and we'll just, I think we'll just say it. Like, we discussed this off air, like, should we talk about this? But I think it's kind of important, too. Like, I'm kind of agreeing. I'm glad we did, because, I mean, if he, if if it's something that he does, get elected i'm not saying that's what's what happened just there's you know circumstantial evidence that that may be true um it, 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 that's it, it, an it issue reeks of arranged marriage yeah that's an issue you know that's a real issue i think and there's other rumors floating around out there that we won't discuss on here i'll let you all speculate on those 
uh, I've got a lot of texts that suggest uh, that a lot of people believe those to be true. But you know, we're not here to we're not here to spread rumors. No, and innuendo. Uh, let's see. Let's read a couple of your text messages real quick. Uh, sorry, I pulled up my text message out about the Guns and Gear text message app. Y'all guys, if you want to text, the Guns and Gear text line is 769-241-1944. Um, unknown texture said, habitual line stepper. <laughs> Somebody's been watching Dave Chappelle and Charlie Murphy videos. I have been watching Dave Chappelle and Charlie Murphy videos. Um, Our good friend, Reagankin, chimes in and says, your last caller did not describe Mississippi. He described Jackson. The rest of Mississippi should not be painted with Chalkway's brush. Remember, it was Chalkway who the national media ran to for the view on Jackson water crisis, not the Governor Reeves. And boy, were they all wrong. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it, that was – God, I know, again, it's something we discuss all the time. But that, that to me was so disgusting, the way the national media put that out there and didn't write the real story about what had happened. I think Kingfish was, I remember, really the main person that was writing it. And uh, and I think, actually, the Mississippi Free Press picked some of that up, too, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chad texts in and says, Cultures have been marrying for leverage, image, and money since human existence. I'm definitely not defending a Democrat, but there's plenty more worthy faults to argue. Uh, yeah, you can make that point, too. I mean, I'm just saying it's awfully convenient when you do it mid mid-campaign. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, I think it's something to... And you're using a hyphenated last name to let people know. Oh, yeah. This name carries weight. Man, I'll be honest. I had to ask what Ray Mabus was. Was I I couldn't remember if he was former governor or mayor of Jackson. Yeah, I mean, from like 88 to 92, and then Fordyce beat him. It was the first time Mabus ran again because it was the first time a Mississippi governor could succeed himself. Before that, you could only have one term. And Mabus was the first time that he was actually able you know, to succeed himself. But Fordyce ran in 92 and ended up beating him. Interesting. So that's what, but, um, well, I think it's a fair topic. Just like I look, just the same thing when I'll, uh, you know, make a comment about Tate Reeves and pandering about the transgender issue. You know, I mean, it's the same thing to me. It's like this all fits into pandering to the public and not talking about real issues, talking about issues that aren't real issues, but you want to make them seem like they're real issues. Like, I'm going to, oh, I got to be married. So that's me pandering to a certain family values base of people. Otherwise, if he, you know, maybe he wouldn't do that if he wasn't pandering. Same thing with Tate, who's a policy guy who's in now doing what Delbert did and panders to the hard right on transgender issues. And I'm not saying, you know, whether we agree with that or not is different, but he's certainly doing that. So I think that's, I mean, this is something that all politicians do in, in every facet. And just like the article that we read earlier, you read earlier about, you know, was he pandering to the African-American group? Well, yeah, of course he is. He needs their vote. That's what he's doing. I mean, that's what they all do. So yeah, I, I, the transgender thing ain't a hard right issue. Whatever you want to call it, right yeah. issue, you know, whatever. I'm just saying it's 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 pandering to a certain group of people when he's doing that. That's and that's I mean that's what he's that's his intent. Four years ago, Tate. I mean, I'm sorry, I called you Tate, but actually, Clay. He was he was arguing about Tate was pretty poor the in God we trust on the license plates. I mean, that was the pandering issue. I mean, there's always one issue that people are going to pander on. Yep, I do remember this. Uh, unknown texture just texted in and said, "Save us from Mavis." I do remember the "Save us from Mavis" bumper sticker. <laughs> yeah, okay, that was before I moved here, so I missed that. <laughs> All right, but let's take a call here, real quick, and I want to get into some other stuff. Hey, you're on there. Hey, uh, this is Elrod. I just, I'm sorry about yesterday, but uh, I'll keep it clean. There's a difference between pandering <laughs> yeah. and campaigning. Campaigning is going out after someone's vote. That's that's apparent. Pandering is when you bend your own morals to a target a specific group so <laughs> say i'm against transgenderism but i'm gonna go uh, you know it's okay in some circumstances when i'm a certain around a certain group of people 
That's pandering. Now, if someone's going for the black vote, go go get that black vote. That's good. Go talk to them. They're citizens. They need to be involved in it. That's campaigning. But just the difference between pandering and campaigning. That's true. That's true. I'll give you that. That's fair. I mean, fair right. analysis. All right. Appreciate it, brother. Thank Thanks. Yep. yep. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair analysis. Yeah. I still call it pandering. I mean, I just said it's just a habit. But same. I mean, yeah. yeah. No, but I thought he just gave a pretty fair analysis of what it is. I mean, you know, maybe Tate really is anti-transgender, or you know, um, you can you can you can be against something without being anti. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to put yeah. it better than the way I'm putting it. Yeah. Like maybe he's not for because I'm we've I'm not for you know men playing in women's sports. Yeah. I'm not anti-trans. Though. I'm not anti-trans. You know, I'm like I don't have. I'm not. I'm problem with transgender people, but I don't think that you know men should play in women's sports or that kids should get this gender affirming care. I don't agree with all those issues, but it doesn't make me anti. Like I'm against transgender people either. You're not against. You're not against transgender people. I mean, I'm not against them. Like I don't. I mean, I think they should be treated with equality and fair and fairness. But I'm not also not for. I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, I think a dude should play in. Women. I mean, I'm not ridiculous. You know, I'm not going to say that. Like I just don't think that. All right, let's get to something that is ridiculous. Guys, I've been threatening to play this video for the last hour, and it's finally time as we get ready to go to the break here. This is Louis C.K., a comedian, talking about immigration on the Joe Rogan Show. uh, I don't want to ruin it by even telling y'all what he says. Just turn your radios up and listen to a minute and 39 seconds of the dumbest thing you've ever heard. And then we're going to go straight to a break, come back. I want your reactions. It. But my feeling is they should open it, the border, and just let them pour it. Let every. But by the way, he's, he's talking about open, open, an, just an open border. We're talking about immigration now, just an open border. But, but my feeling is they should open it, the border, and just let them pour it. Let everybody pour in, and and then the answer, which is well, then there will be all these problems. Yes, there should be. It shouldn't be so great here. Is what I'm saying. In America, it shouldn't be. It's a weird thing to sequester a certain group of people and try to keep upping their lifespan and their lifestyle and just keep trying to increase that for this group of people. And then everyone's and then this pressure of people trying to come in so they can enjoy it. Uh, and then it gets worse and worse down here. I mean, I'm not Canada. It's really just from down here. Uh, there's something wrong with that. That's not a system that's working. And it forces people to do cruel things to other people. There's a lot of people that die so Americans can be safe. Mm. They're just dying, you know, weddings that are drone bombed in Yemen. By Obama. Because the guy said something that might have resulted in American insecurity. Not even like definite American deaths, but like just so we can breathe a little easier. Folks die. And folks do labor in unsafe places so that we can keep the prices where we like them. There's so much about American life that other people pay for. That's part of it. But also, it's, this is where it gets really deep. Not good for us either. It's not a good way to live in a gated community. You know, what? if if you let folks pour in like any other wave, it'll kind of slosh, and then you all just things will be different. I, I don't know, like, there. what'll really happen? A bunch of people, like, will they just come with knives and start killing everybody? I don't think so. Yes. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. I want to hear what y'all think about Lewis CK, 601-879-0002. Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. We'll be right back.
All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Let's do this, man. Let's go. Somebody stays on hold the whole break. Let's go straight to them, and I'll get to an ad read here in a little bit. Hey, caller, you're on there. Hey, what's up? It's Elrod again. Okay, uh, this is Louis C.K. First of all, this guy said that he would beep a child because they look good in an act. I heard it. I was watching it. Uh, second of all, let me get this straight. He's saying that it's America's prosperity that's to blame for people that want to come here and commit violence. So it's our own fault. The the victim is the uh, yay. She was asking for it. Look at the way she was dressed. Is that what he's saying? That's what he's saying. That that's what it seems like to me. Hey, if we weren't just so prosperous and wanted so many people to come here and wanted to protect our prosperity and our freedom, uh, this is horrible for the rest of the world. Why don't we just be communists and uh, live in the, uh, a third world country like the rest of the world so we can all be even? That's a liberal. Uh, ideology of let's not have anybody succeed. Let's keep everybody at a lower level so everybody can be poor. We're too successful for our own good. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I'm hands up at that. And and, and it's funny because he's sitting in Joe Rogan's studio, which is in his house, in a gated community, saying just open the gates and let all the... That is the... That is the absolute dumbest thing I've ever heard. Man, I he lives in a pretty tight neighborhood. Guarantee it. I, I guarantee he does not live in an area with a bunch of people like that are in Jackson, Mississippi. Didn't Louis C.K. get busted for or what? sexual enjoy, assault? Enjoy or the neighborhood. Yeah, he got canceled a few years ago for something pretty graphic during for the like, Me Too movement. Yeah, it's like I just pulled up like five different women accusing him of sexual misconduct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the guy's got no filter. He, he just says what he wants to. And, so. I, look, and, and I don't have a problem with that. He's got his free speech. He's got his opinion. But I've also got my free speech and, and, and right to aggressively mock his opinion. Well, I mean, think about this. <laughs> this guy's opinion, though, is also, like, it says here there's rumors of, this is the New York Times, actually. It says that rumors well, of well, Louis. Well, we know it's true. Well, no, I'm just giving you, like, this is, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying it's not from some site. It says that uh, Louis C., there's rumors of Louis C.K. masturbating in front of associates before shows, and this is a constant occurrence. So, I mean, I don't know that his opinion, if you're the guy that's jacking it in front of him. Stop, so I can't say it that way. Sorry. Have, have you seen his show? Right, really? Watch all of his stuff. I mean, he's, wow. I mean, it's like it's hard to tell. I'm a really, really liberal guy as far as it goes to comedians. But, man, I had to I had to change him. I had to turn him off. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. He's pretty uh, stout. Well, apparently that's what it's saying here and there. Like, he's he's pretty rough, so I don't know if I'm going to take his opinion on much things. Again, when, when you go on the most popular podcast in the world, 12, 13 million views a week, and you spat off like that, it gives us the ability to, uh, again, mock, aggressively mock you. Aggressively so. mock him. He deserves it. That's what we're going to do. Appreciate it, brother. Yeah, man. All right. Let's see here. All right. Uh, text. text. Yeah, text, you had a text, text you wanted to read. I did. Uh, Corinthian text in and um, disagrees with me. And uh, I, I can I can live with being disagreed with. Let me pull it up here real quick. All right. It says, this is Corinthian. Louis C.K. is making a point, and some may not agree with it, but it is his opinion, and it can't be any worse than what our already failed system is giving us under both Republican and De- Republican and Democrat, demon rat regimes. And that's about 50 years of failure at the border. Chill with the communist socialist stuff, because if you are really Christian, well, our Lord and Savior pushed socialism big time. I do not believe that. Um, Corinthian, thank you for listening. Thank you for your text. I love the engagement. And uh, we agree on a lot of things, but we don't agree to disagree on this. We were joking about on my Facebook with Corinthian yesterday about David Archie. I just want to throw that out there. It was pretty funny. Because yeah. David Archie was complaining about the Kool-Aid. 
And then, and then Sheriff Jones jumped into the thread, too. I mean, it was pretty funny. All right. So, so. so let's talk about this immigration stuff. I, I 100%. Now, we don't talk about this a lot on the show because when you start talking about immigration, it can take over the show. Yeah. People have got a lot of opinions about it. And I, it's just not it, – it is a hot-button topic for me. But I'm going to tell you, I'm not the most well-versed in it. I, I don't think we should have an open border. I, if you want to come to this country, I want you in this country. I just want you here legally. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've got a problem with these military-aged men coming over here by the thousands upon thousands upon thousands. And for what? Why are we letting these people in here unchecked? We know why. They're trying to flip blue state, red states blue. And you may be saying, oh, Clay, you're just a conspiracy theorist. Well, i got a story right here. Let me pull up yesterday's show prep. I didn't get to it yesterday. Mm-hmm. There's a town in Texas that has been created by a developer that's got about 200,000 people living in it. Go. I have to go to my Twitter. Y'all bear with me. I know, I, Sean. I sent it to you. I know. I sent it to several folks. Um, look at my bookmarks here. I thought I had it in my show prep. Um, but I tell you what. I like. I think I save stuff, <laughs> and then I don't. You didn't put it in Evernote, man. I did not. I thought I did. Um, let's see here. I'm pretty sure I retweeted it. I know exactly where it is in my phone. If I didn't, so we'll get to it there. Here it is. Here it is. I don't know if there's any sound to this. Y'all bear with me. Let's see. All right, there's no sound to this. But here, check this out. It says, a real estate developer has created a third world city right here in Texas for thousands of illegals. Oh, you did send this to me. The Real yeah. Daily Wire, Spencer Lundquist, flew a helicopter over Colony Ridge, which is more than 40 miles north of Houston, nearly the size of Washington, D.C., and, and home to 75,000 people. The developer, Trey Harris, gives illegals direct home loans so they don't need Social Security numbers. It is also full of gang activity and has become strategic, a strategic hub for the Gulf and Sinaloa, Sinaloa cartels. The report also says its population could soon reach 200,000 people. Texas Republicans must shut this down immediately. Sean, there's an entire city being built now, this guy, I heard somebody else say, and I haven't clicked on this and read this in full detail, but the, apparently this guy has given was given over a billion dollars by Texas, or, or he, he's contributed over a billion dollars to, to Texas campaigns. I, you know, neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. But you don't just build a whole neighborhood, a whole town, the size of Washington, D.C., for illegals and the government not be involved. I mean, I'm sure they know about it, obviously. I mean... I'm sure they. I'm, yeah. I'm sure so, it doesn't seem like it's a secret that he's doing that. So I mean, clearly he's being paid by the government to house these people. Could be. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, that's believable. I mean, what are we doing? You know, I they're mean, kicking veterans out of hotels in cities like New York to put. To New York's put, got a huge, huge problem to put. Yeah, they're kicking veterans out mm-hmm. to put immigrants in hotel rooms. Yeah, you got a problem with that? Yes, obviously. I mean, I like you and I probably agree on. I think everything you just said about immigration, you and I agree on. I don't really have a. I mean, I yeah. don't have a dispute to any of it. I mean, it's, should we have should we have a, a legal process? Absolutely, that's fair. Um, should we have an open border? No. I mean, and then are we doing a good job managing it? No. I mean, it's obvious to everyone we're not. We're not handling the situation correctly. So I don't really. You should know. we should we be putting immigrants in front of American citizens with handouts? No, I don't think so at all. I listened to something this morning too about it, and I don't really. This is not my. You know, it's not like it is like healthcare is to me, where that's my issue. Like, but I was listening to something this morning talking about, you know, Biden wanted to like some of the funding was about this whole shutdown that may happen is regarding to um, 
the um, providing immigrants with legal counsel. And, the, and I was like, wait a second. What, I mean, what are we funding here now? Like, now I'm not saying that people – Again, I think we should have a fair, fair legal process. I mean, I'm the product of that, like, so sure. I'm totally for that. I mean, you know, and, but my funny, my father, who's an immigrant and came here legal way, will be the first one to tell you and argue this point that like it's unfair for people to come over here illegally because he's like he had to do it the right way, and it makes him furious yeah. that all this goes on, you know. And um, because it's a hard process, you know, it's not like my dad came here in 1968 and he didn't become a citizen till after I was born in like 1980. Yeah, I mean, so it's not something. You know, this is after he'd received a college degree and worked for all these years, and you know, he was here for a long time. And um, so, and, you know, he's really big on that. And a lot of I think legal immigrants are that when they the way the ones they have I to speak go, to yeah, are. yeah, they're just really. And every I was talking to a good friend of mine a few months ago, this Nigerian, and his father had the same experience, went through the process, and you know, it took a while, and he's here, got a you know successful business and those things. And so he's also, you know, he was a this is guy was a pro Trump Nigerian, and he was saying it's because he's like it's not fair that these these folks are coming in illegally. So now, now, if this is off bounds, let me know. But you, you had mentioned that your your, your dad. Uh, w- w- Got aggravated with Trump over the immigration thing because he felt like he was anti-immigrant. Well, he felt like he was anti-Muslim, anti-illegal immigrant. I think initially in the the 16 campaign, he felt like he was anti-Muslim. Of course, my dad's Muslim, so that was an issue. But another thing too is my dad remembers you know he was a stock. My dad was a stockbroker in the 1980s, and he remembers Trump, and he just kind of thinks Trump's a shyster, even though he's been a Republican. He just feels like he's a con man, and that's why he doesn't like him. But he's voting Republican. I don't know that he's he he never voted for a Democrat until. I don't think he voted. No, he didn't vote for Hillary in, in 16, but he did vote for Biden this last time. And uh, that was the first time I think he's ever in his entire life voted for Democrat. But that's just his personal feelings sure. about Donald Trump. I understand. You know. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, I don't like it, but it's Right, fair. right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Well, I mean, look, man. I mean, I think we have a rich history, obviously. I mean, I'm not I'm not breaking any uh, news here. America is is a nation of immigrants. I mean, sure. Or people who came here from other places. I mean, it is. what I know that, that gets construed, and that becomes a liberal talking point sometimes. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I mean, we we on the Nina, the Pina, and the Santa Maria. Yeah, I mean that's Mayflower, what we are. Whatever all those ships were called, you know, we we immigrated our butts over here and took mm-hmm. over this thing. Mm-hmm. Now we won it fair and square. Yeah, and we fought for it and we won this thing, you know. And uh, and then we set up processes for people to come into this country legally. Ellis Isle, I mean, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. And I, man, I think it's great. And in my experience with children of immigrants. Uh, second generation folks like yourself are all very successful people, hard workers. Uh, the immigrant immigrants come over here. Traditional legal immigrants come over here. They're all about the nuclear family, family values, working hard, going to school. I rented a building downtown in Jackson, uh, the uh, Club One Hundred Five building, the old catwalk down there, mm-hmm. for almost ten years from a from a first generation immigrant, uh, Sam Dabbit. And the yeah, family. He's a Lebanese family, yeah. right? I brought that, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, they, they, they all work their butt off. All mm-hmm. their kids are super successful. Uh, Sandra Strain up there in Madison County. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she's on the, the border. She replaced Warren Strain, her husband, when he passed away. That's oh, Sam's yeah. daughter. Okay. I mean, just highly driven, successful people. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that, that was my first real uh, regular interaction with an immigrant family, mm-hmm. and I have nothing but good stuff to say about it. Uh, Mr. Sam was a was a slave driver. I mean that in a good way. I mean, you know, he he held you accountable. I think, and, it, and that's what I think. We're, I don't want to see us get away from that because we feel like we should just open the borders up and let anybody in this joker. I think also too, you know, people get confused about the way immigrants feel about assimilating. You know, you always hear that argument like, how do immigrants? And I'll give from my personal perspective. You know, I grew up in Miami, obviously, and it's 
predominantly Hispanic down there, and everybody speaks Spanish. And my father here is a Turkish immigrant, and he you know, worked at Merrill Lynch those years, and people would call his office, and initially they'd start off the conversation in Spanish, and it would drive him crazy because he's like, we're in America, you're supposed to speak English. And this is coming from an immigrant you know, who feels this way. And he, so he'd respond in Turkish. You know, because it would make him so mad. Like, you assume that I'm supposed to speak Spanish, but yeah. we're here in America. You know, you're supposed to speak English, so I'm going to talk to you in Turkish back. And then they wouldn't know what was going on. <laughs> That's what he would do. And, uh, and he'd always would get mad at people like, you know, like, you came here. We need to assimilate here. So I think there's a lot of immigrant groups that, you know, you'd be surprised who do feel like, I want to be an American. I want to assimilate. I want to do things that, you know, Americans do. I think that's a big majority of them. But then we see, you know, Illegal immigrants that don't do those things and it makes everybody angry about it and not, you know, really happy about the process and things that they do that's different than that group of different groups of immigrants that we're talking about, the legal ones. So yeah. it's a it, it's a it's a crap storm and it, it's going to it's going to break it's going to break some of these big blue cities. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do love that they're piping a bunch of these folks from Texas and Florida and places over up to New York and up to these more big blue Democrat areas that vote for this stuff because it don't affect them. Well, it's not and fair now, for Texas and, to bear the brunt of all of it. I mean, it's just no. not. I mean, I'm not saying that Abbott's doing this in the legal correct way that he's supposed to be, but I understand his argument you know, of saying, like, why do we got to take out the brunt of this when this is a national problem? It's not just a Texas problem. Exactly. So. Let's take a break, come back. We can continue this. I would love to hear from you guys. We've got a lot of text messages. I want some phone calls today, 601 879 Zero two. Where do you stand on immigration? Give us a call. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. This segment can be brought to you by our friends over at Dunnernut. How about Lakeland Glass and Tent? Hey guys, they are doing ceramic coatings on vehicles now. Get over there, get your vehicle ceramic coated. They're the Expel Dealer of the Year. So, they, hey, they do more than just ceramic coating. They also do paint protection, uh, PPF. Uh, anyway, paint. What does PPF stand for? Per, paint protection film. Paint protection film. You know, the clear tint on your vehicle. You're very familiar with it. Expel makes the best in the world. That is fact. And uh, Lakeland Glass and Tint is the number one dealer of the year of it for expel they also make an amazing ceramic coating product and they are doing it over at lakeland glass and tent they have all different price levels i think you can jump in for as uh well i don't want to get to quoting prices on here but it's very affordable and uh, coming from a guy who did ceramic coating uh they offer an entry-level product and they go all the way up to the more high-end stuff so they got something for everybody best time to get ceramic coating is when your vehicle is brand new but you can also get it uh, on older vehicles, it just requires a little more prep work to get your paint perfect or as close to perfect as possible before you apply. So uh, patience is always a virtue when it comes to that. Anyway, give them a call today, 601-946-1000. Set up a time to bring your vehicle by Lakeland Glass and Tent and let them uh, check it out in person and get you a good quote together on some ceramic coating. And, of course, they're your stop for all your home, car, and business window tinting needs as well as vehicle wrap needs turn your bill turn your vehicle into a rolling billboard and of course they also do glass so if you need a windshield get by lakeland glass and tent you can start online at lakelandglassandtent.com or give them a call today 601-946-1000 sean let's take a call real quick yep hey caller you're on there yes how are you we're doing good how are you oh i'm I'm blessed i was uh, i had got interrupted but i got a chance to hear uh, what that young man I, i think he said his name lewis something um, we're talking about uh, 
uh, how well the country is, and we should allow everybody to come in. You know, I don't think they stop people from from coming in. I think they just want them to come in the, the right way. Uh, uh, but that's first of all, and second of all, I, I, I couldn't understand his logic. I said, I guess when uh, when Jesus start uh, come back and and people are allowed uh, to go to heaven, but but some will not be, and the people that's in heaven will be living this grand life. Uh, what are we supposed to do? I tell Jesus, well, we're on. We just gonna open up the gates. So everybody should be able to come in and enjoy it. Well, they can. You know, they can. They're not stuck, but you're going to have to make that sacrifice. You're going to have to do, live right and do the thing that's right. And these people, he was talking about coming in. You, I mean, I really feel that, that we, every country that I know of, have borders. And they don't want their borders being overrun by anybody, Okay. And and no matter what the purpose is, I feel really sorry for those people who's who's living uh, their life. But you got to realize that he's enjoying the guy who was talking, enjoying the fruits of this country himself. Yeah, hey, you know, try you know? try try going into Canada. Right. Try try just try just walking into Canada and tell me how that works out for you. Try- it's not you know, and and so he just. It's just being, you know, I, I don't understand, you know. I said, sometimes people need to listen to what they're saying, think about what they're saying, because it, it's very easy. I, I heard something years ago say, if you keep your mouth shut, people don't know that you're an idiot. <laughs> That's you so know? true. So, and, and I really think that that was a very idiotic statement that he made, okay? I agree with you, All right, you take care, and God bless. Great okay? call. Thank you, man. Thanks so much. Yeah, you know, that's a great call to pull into the religious aspect of it. You know, everybody ain't gonna get into heaven if you believe. If you're a believer, I am. Everybody ain't going. It's a struggle to get into heaven, and we, we don't just open the gates and let everybody in. Somebody got to go to hell. You know, look, life ain't fair. Life ain't fair. Life is never gonna be fair. It's always gonna be based on based on who is willing to do what it takes to survive. At the end of the day, whether whether it's in the animal kingdom or the human kingdom. It is survival of the sickest. Not survival of the strongest. It's survival of the sickest. Who's going to do whatever it takes to survive? That's a saliva song, by the way. Survival of the sickest. Uh, Lucy K is wrong. Well, so we should all bring about it down. About a lot of things, apparently. <laughs> we should all bring it down a notch. We should all forfeit some of our successes. I mean, I love how they just assume everybody in America is rich. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we're all wealthy. You know, again, it ain't going to affect the rich people. It's, it only affects the poor and the middle class with this. Yep. No, no. I mean, I, I mean, I don't even know how to respond to Louis C.K. and his noted past, as I unfortunately described too well earlier. But, you know, yeah, I, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's insane. It's just insane. What, you know, it, it's, his point of view is, does, is not valid. All right. So I just went in the Facebook group and posted a picture of my reunion pineapple polo I'm wearing right now. Mm-hmm. So if anybody wants to see my, my amazing pineapple polo reunion swingers club shirt i have it on it is in the clay edwards show facebook group um oh wait what time is it's 8 49 i was gonna bring up you know we've got another election challenge uh yeah please go ahead yeah about vernon gavin is uh the super hines county supervisor is challenging his law election loss to wanda evers so that is new 
We have a new. He didn't call it a high tech election heist or whatever. You know, stolen election, whatever it was. He just said, I guess it was kind of a low tech election stolen because he said the poll workers were telling people how to vote. That's his claim. <laughs> so, so that's it. So everybody in Hines County who lost their election got stolen or the election heist or whatever you want to call it. So everybody, it just—if you lost, you really didn't lose. I mean, I can't wait to see what Chalkway does when he loses. Oh, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be the same thing. It's I going mean, to be something. Like, we, the domino has fallen. It, it'll be Clay Edwards stole the election from me. That's maybe what he'd say. I mean, he might do that. I, I, I intimidated voters. Yeah, he just people were listening and they just you know turned against him. Or Kenny Stokes stole it. That'll probably be the real angle. Uh, that's that, it. That's the one he's going to go with. Kenny stole it somehow. And there's I mean, Kim Wade's the next mayor. And yeah, yeah, Kim Wade. Kim Wade is a. I mean, that would be the the greatest four years ever. If let, Kim let, Wade were mayor of Jackson. Let me put you on the spot. Yeah. If Kim runs, if Kim runs, you're going to vote for Kim. Kim already told me I'm working on his campaign. See, he lets all the you know all the listeners think that we, we don't like each other, but he said I'm, I'm helping out with his campaign. Yeah, I'm going to vote for him if he wins. You know how much fun that's going to be. Oh yeah, Kim Wade is the mayor of Jackson. I mean, it's going to be the most. It's, I mean, man, you talk about the Trump revenge tour. Can you imagine the Kim Wade revenge tour of Jackson? <laughs> like, I mean, all the people that have talked about him. Oh we, man, he's it's we, rough. We bringing Jazzy's back. Oh yeah, I mean it's go right exactly. I mean it'd be oh it's going to be too much fun. I is, mean, is he going to take a blowtorch to Snowball? That's what's going. to Yep, Snowball is going to move into rank. Snowball is moving Rankin County. Yeah, I mean at that point he's not staying for you know Mayor Wade. <laughs> that I mean, <laughs> I mean why not? I mean like you know I mean actually Kim would probably do a pretty good job. So I mean he's going to do a great job. I, what I love about Kim, he said, man, look, I'm going to tell you, it's going to be about crime. It's going to be about business. There's a couple other things. He said we ain't, we ain't going to talk about Medgar. We, we, we ain't going to talk about any of this civil rights stuff, any of this, all this, like George Floyd. He, none he's of not going to rename another street or whatever. No, we're, we're not talking about, we're not renaming streets as the civil rights leaders or Chakwe and Lumumba or anybody. He said, we're going to talk about the problems in Jackson. You know, one thing I always wonder, I was talking to somebody I was working out with yesterday, Woodrow Wilson. Okay. That has not, is that, and they've been trying to rename that, haven't they? Or does, does anybody just not, not know how racist Woodrow Wilson was? I always wonder that. I'm like, if you're going to rename anything, rename Woodrow Wilson. But they, I don't, but they, I don't know that they've done that yet or attempted to do it. I mean, should we? I'm not saying we should. I'm just saying I assume that the attempt would have been made. I'm just saying I would assume the attempt would have been made, but I don't know. Maybe it has been made. I, I don't know. I mean, I think I, I think I might have remembered reading something they were going to call like Walter Payton Drive, or they had talked about doing that at one point. Well, I think that's rem- right. Remember recently, they were going to change Ellis Avenue to Bobby Rush Boulevard. or something. That I remember. That and I remember. Just as I've met Bobby Rush, like I, we all have so many times. And look, I am all for changing the street, changing the name of a street to Bobby Rush. Something. Me too. I, I mean, I, if, if Eddie Jacksonian deserves it, it's him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he, I, and I have, but my point is, they didn't follow through. Yeah. Once they found out how much it was going to cost with street signs, there was going to be millions of dollars mm-hmm. to to change everything to Bobby. And boy, that just went away. Yeah, it did. Um, I have, I haven't heard about that in years. And he was that was just a couple years ago. Wasn't yeah, they going to like, do it? A couple years ago. Hey, tell me this. We got about a minute before the break. Yep. What the heck is going on? There's a, been a lot of highway patrolmen going north on uh, 49. Yeah. We've been talking. Be- Something's going on up in uh, past floor. Uh what what is up with the purple? Parking meters in downtown Jackson. I mean, I I think it's the the pimp, right? The pimp is back. The the pimp the pimp painting. I don't know. If that's not really in the purview of parks and recreation, though. I guess no, parking parks. Parking parks. Parks. <laughs> parking parks. I don't know. I figured that. I mean, if anybody know what the purple parking meters are far down in downtown Jackson, just something. And by the, by the way, they painted the parking meters purple, but left the rusty poles. And yeah. most of the parking meters don't work. They also painted the curves 
in front of them. Uh, make it make sense for me. Can it, someone just do a mural of the monkey from the zoo attacking the zookeeper? That's what I want. If they just do that with my tax dollars in Jackson, just put that in the middle of Pascagoula Street. That's what, that's know, what I want. You know what Jackson needs more of? We need more murals in Jackson. Yeah. I mean, these abandoned buildings make great murals. Let's take a break, come back, <laughs> land this plane for the day with Sean York Ron. This is the Clay Edwards Show. All right, guys, as we get ready to land the plane for the day, Sean, I thought we had a slobber knocker of a show today. Yeah, man, it was good. It was fun. I'm, you ready to go to Guns N' Roses? I am ready to see Guns N' Roses, man. Ready to just unplug for a minute from the chaos for a day or two. Well, I should be four days by the time I get back Monday. But uh, tomorrow, i got a got a great uh, replay lined up for you guys. And then Friday is a live show. Allison Noe will be in here filling in for me. She always does a great job. Um, she's got a show here every Monday at 9 p.m., uh, especially women. You should be listening to it about uh, women's health. and But, men, you can take a lot from it as well. We've got a great cast of characters here at WYAB, from myself to Sean to Kim Wade to Jameson to Mike Madison to Jim Thorne. Uh, there's a bunch of us here doing our own thing and <clears throat> support independent media, support independent content creators. Follow me on social media at Save JXN. I'm on every platform at Save JXN. Sean is on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Sean, what is your Twitter handle? It's uh, I don't even know. I have to look it up. <laughs> I'll, I'll, let him, I'll throw in the Facebook group or something. But cool. yeah, I'm about to. I'm I'm rolling out to Miami this weekend. I got a South Florida sports weekends with. I got tickets to the Marlins on Saturday and the Dolphins on Sunday. Well, cool, brother. So Let's, it's going to be a, be a fun weekend. Take care. Podcast will be up here in a few minutes. Clayedwardshow.com for more information. Peace.